Hello and welcome to the EMJ Podcast. I'm Simon Carley and today I will be going through the papers which are of particular interest in the June edition of the EMJ, the Emergency Medicine Journal. Now, as you probably know, we have the primary survey at the beginning of every month and this month it's been done by a good friend of mine, Ed Carlton, who's one of the associate editors. He's picked out the best papers, or maybe not the best papers, or the ones that have piqued his interest, if you like. And the ones which we really recommend you have a look at over the next few weeks so that you can get into the EMJ. But there's lots of other stuff out there as well, so don't think it's all limited to this. So I'm going to just go through those highlighted papers so that you get a quick idea about what's current and what's exciting and what's interesting in emergency medicine via the EMJ. The first topic that Ed's picked out really is around sepsis, which is very topical. It's been really at the, the high end of our agendas in emergency medicine in the UK for quite a long period of time now. Been a lot of change from when I started, when we were sort of fairly vague about how we treated things, and the sort of the passion and the, the excitement around early goal-directed therapy, and then more recently, the changes around use of the ARISE results, which really challenged whether EGDT was quite what we thought it was. And more recently than that, we've had changes in the definitions of sepsis, and that, again, has brought some controversies in there. So in this issue of the EMJ, we've got two papers exploring tools to predict critical illness in sepsis. There's two retrospective cohort studies in ED patients who've got suspected sepsis or infection that evaluate the diagnostic accuracy of the relatively novel, the QSOFA score, which you've come across, I'm sure. And there's compared to existing sepsis prediction tools such as the NEWS, the National Early Warning Score, um, SIRS scores, and then things like serum lactate measurements. So in the first multicenter US analysis, they've got 3,743 patients, papered by Rodrigo's and colleagues, and that compared QSOFA with the existing tools in predicting death, vasopressor use, and ICU admission within 72 hours of ED attendance. And they demonstrated that the, really there's a very similar specificity for the primary outcome those across a range of scores, really. And the authors conclude that QSOFA criteria performed as well, or maybe actually slightly better than existing tools in predicting critical illness. Second paper is a UK paper, analysis of 1,818 patients by Golden and colleagues. And that again compares QSOFA with these existing tools, including the widely used news. So they also looked at prediction of in-hospital mortality and ICU admission. So the authors argue that by demonstrating that they're basically equivalent or slightly superior performance of news in comparison to QSOFA, that the value of QSOFA, whether we should actually be changing onto it when we've got something which already works, which might be the new score, is in question. But you'll have to have a look at that and decide what you think yourself. If you want a bit of help with that, then you can look at the accompanying commentary to these analyses. Bernard Foy, who's a colleague of mine in Manchester, huge brain, genius, clever guy, lovely bloke, brilliant clinician, um, ICU and EM clinician. He's appraised the literature and looked at in detail at the data in these studies and raises some really interesting points, which I think will be relevant to us all. The question really remains unanswered is about how to apply these tools in, a, in an undifferentiated ED population. I mean, sepsis in that group may just be one cause of critical illness. And actually, there could be other reasons why the person's ill, which may look like sepsis. And if we solely focus on sepsis risks, prioritising that as a cause of critical illness or deterioration at the expense of other diagnoses might actually lead to harm across a greater population. So I think you need to have a look at that and put these scores not just into the context of sepsis, but into the wider aspect of emergency medicine and care. Ed's also picked up some stuff around infection this month. Um, there's a couple of papers there. So on the 
diagnosis of specific infections, there's an interesting report, a short report by Aquisito et al, who evaluate the use of nasal swabs for MRSA screening in patients with skin and soft tissue infections, and compare that to routine wound culture. And it's quite interesting, in comparison to wound culture, nasal swabs have got a high diagnostic accuracy for the presence of MRSA. Actually, the positive predictive value is over 85%. And this is important because we're in a time where we really should be thinking hard about antibiotic stewardship. And if we can get things like rapid screening tools for resistant infections, that can potentially really improve our prescribing practices in future. There's another paper on spinal fluid, actually. So uh, Garcia and colleagues take a further step looking at the limited antibiotics prescribing in the evaluation of an outpatient management strategy for children at low risk of bacterial meningitis. So that's kind of interesting because the whole question of whether you would do outpatient management for a patient who you think might have bacterial meningitis will make a lot of people sit up and go, what? Really? Can you do that? Well, Interestingly, multi-centre observational analysis from Spain looks at exactly this. So an outpatient management strategy without antibiotics in paediatric patients who they've selected as having a very low clinical suspicion of oh, actually having meningitis. And I'm sure you recognise that group of patients. So you really don't think they've got meningitis, but you kind of think that you've got to investigate it anyway. So pending CSF results, they actually let the patients go home and then we're going to call them back if they actually had an infection. So they've, they've looked at 182 children, 45 were identified as low risk for bacterial meningitis within the ED, and therefore let home, no antibiotics, and actually none of them subsequently were diagnosed with bacterial infection. So that's an interesting strategy. Um, it may need refining, I think it's fair enough to say, but we should really think about initiatives like this that can reduce the amount of antibiotics that we're giving out and allow more patients to be treated on an ambulatory pathway. My thoughts on this is it, it's quite small numbers. So you're only talking about 45 patients in this trial who are allowed home. So this is clearly not enough evidence to start doing this tomorrow, but it's an interesting strategy, even when you're looking at a diagnosis such as meningitis, where people are naturally and most commonly quite cautious. It's also picked up an interesting paper looking at gender disparities in emergency care. We've seen quite a few papers coming through the EMJ around differences in outcomes for um, different sexes. So this was an interesting one which showed that there was not much of a difference actually in 30-day survival amongst survivors of cardiac arrest in New Zealand. So this is a paper by Dicker and colleagues and it's quite interesting because the care of women with coronary disease has been questioned in lots of other papers to, to challenge whether or not they're getting the same level of care, mostly around more stable angina or the diagnosis or the diagnosis of myocardial infarction but in this paper certainly from New Zealand they found that although women have half the rate of cardiac arrest that men do and they actually tend to be older when they get it the outcomes are actually the same so that's a, a positive thing in that paper worth reading if you're interested in these gender disparities in medicine of which there are many. It's also looked at triage and how that changes across the world. We've got some interesting papers here from, not from our usual localities, but from more exotic places like Afghanistan, Haiti and Japan. And we're looking really about whether you can take a triage score from one health economy and put it into another. So in an exploratory analysis by Dalwai et al, they looked at the South African triage score and found that it was pretty applicable in quite a lot of different environments but that the other paper in the journal this month, Kuriyama and colleagues, looked to validate the Japan acuity in triage scale, and that's based on the Canadian triage scale. There seems to be an awful lot of triage scales out there, to be honest. And 
that can be applied across different time zones. So it's complicated. The point is, I think, that you can't just presume that you can take one triage score from one health economy to another and expect it to work. You need to demonstrate that it can or find out that it can't. So if you're interested in triage, go for that. And then lastly, Ed's picked out the Reader's Choice one, actually, which is sadly um, a key piece of reading for any emergency physician in this current time. And that's to look at the management of major incidents, particularly those um, with regard to the potential for marauding terrorist attacks. And you'll know that working in Manchester, we had a, a pretty horrific time with the Ariana Grande concert bombing and London's had the same. And there are many, many other incidents around the world. So as an emergency physician, you don't know when it's going to happen. You need to be well prepared. So please have a look at the paper by Ravi Chowan and colleagues looking there and making sure that you're up to speed and up to date and you know exactly what you're going to do in your next major incident. So that was June. Have a look at a load of other stuff in the journal. It's not just about the things I've talked about today. And get in touch. Contact us on Twitter, Facebook, whichever you like. And we will see you again soon. Have fun and enjoy your emergency medicine.